0: you to the wrestling with life podcast what the frick is up wrestling fam and welcome back to another episode of wrestling with life my name is Emma led and i am here with one of my best friends in the entire world leanne Hello. what's up leanne welcome to the pod babe thank you for having me i'm so excited i'm so excited you're here you guys leanne is on the pod today to talk about body image and beauty standards in our world and Last week, I dropped an episode that kind of laid the groundwork for beauty standards and body image and talked about the history of beauty standards in our world, why it's so hard for us to feel confident in the skin that we're in. And I'm bringing Leanne in today because there is nobody better to talk about this than Leanne. She is one of the most confident and body positive and inclusive and just overall like amazing and intelligent human beings that I've ever met. Stop it. (laughs) I mean, I mean it, babe. I mean it. And all the conversations that we've ever had about body image, it has just encouraged me to be more vulnerable and more open about my own insecurities and the things that I struggle with. And we were talking about this earlier, like when you can be open about the things that you struggle with, it opens a door for more honest and more raw conversations. And I know that bringing you on the pod today is going to do just that.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited because like you said, we always have the best conversations. Like I feel like we've never had a surface level conversation. No. Every single conversation is like a therapy session. It is. So Yeah, this is fitting that we're going to get vulnerable.
0: It is, yeah. And you have the effect on people that like after you leave a conversation with them, like I always feel like I was my best self. I feel like my vibration is up. I feel encouraged. I feel happy. And I'm just so thankful for you. And I'm thankful for our friendship. And I'm happy that you're here with me. I'm so thankful
1: for you. I feel the same way with you.
0: Me too. So let's tell the people how we met, because we kind of met in like a wild way. Yeah. So do you want to tell the story? I feel like you know better than I do.
1: Sure. So we met through our friend Peyton. Shout out Peyton, we love her. Hi, Peyton. And so I met Peyton through a TikTok. I made a TikTok. I was like, I don't have friends. So <laughs> my friend. It kind of blew up, turned into a Facebook group. And um, long story short, I met Peyton through it. I got invited to her bridal shower where I sat at a table with a bunch of Peyton's friends. And we basically did it first day of school style. We all went around and was like, tell me about yourself. And Emily and I really connected through events. Like through Peyton mm-hmm. and um yeah we kind of created our uh, we're still friends with Peyton like but we created like a separate friendship as well not just someone that I see when I'm with Peyton yeah so yeah it's been awesome I'm so thankful that she brought her into my life
0: and, yeah when yeah. I met you I was like I know I'm gonna be friends with this girl because yes. you were just so real from the get-go and I was like yeah I'm gonna be her friend oh
1: my gosh <laughs> I felt the same way I was like we vibe so hard yeah
0: we always have so let's also give the people a background of who you are. So we're going to get into the body image conversation. But beyond that, I mean, Leanne's a photographer. You have a bomb ass photography business. Your pictures are amazing. I love the TikToks that you make. So let's start there. Tell the people a little bit about that.
1: Um, so I've been a photographer for six years now. I've been full time since February of this year. So not super long. But yeah, I've always had a love for photography. and. um art in general. Mm-hmm. I love art, anything crafts, like anything in that realm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So photography was a way to express myself. It's also that's a very vulnerable thing as well. That's a way to get vulnerable because you putting your art onto, out into the world is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. It is, yeah. Because it's something that you create and that you're proud of and that people are paying for. Yep. Um So yeah, I really got to express and practice my vulnerability through that and meet some really cool people, do some really cool things.
0: Yeah. And I bet like you're also putting it out there for people to critique and give their feedback towards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a scary thing because when people are paying for it, like you want them to like it. So anytime I send out a gallery, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is kind of scary because what if they don't like, I know they will, but right. There's always a little part of me. I'm like, I made this and I like it. It's like when you give your parents a drawing that you did and you're like, (laughs) Is it gonna make it to the fridge? That's how it feels.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. So you're a photographer. I also call you like the hostess with the mostest (laughs) because you throw the best events ever. You told me that you have for your birthday in January coming up, you're gonna do like a kid themed party, which I'm so excited for. I'm so
1: excited. Yes, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a spelling bee cosmic brownies, Capri Suns, all the things. Yeah.
0: You just have like the best creative ideas. And anytime Leon hosts an event, like you know it's going to be extra as fuck in the best <laughs> way possible. Like pulling out all the stops, the decor, the food, like guaranteed to have a good time if Leanne's hosting it. <laughs> and then you're also a fashionista and a Swifty. Tell us like other hobbies you have. Like just tell the people about you, you know?
1: Yeah. So Taylor Swift, definitely a big hobby. <laughs> <laughs> an obsession i love that woman um so a lot of swifty related things i love to read um love stories are my jam something that kind of turns the brain off like i said i love crafts i get kind of fixated on different types of crafts crocheting right now is one i just ordered some air dried clay we're gonna try to play with that see what that does hey. but you know my obsession will change probably in about a week or two <laughs> to something else so as of right now, it's crocheting and hopefully air-dried clay.
0: I love that. That's awesome, dude. No, it's amazing. And it just goes along with your creative personality, always finding ways to, I don't know, express and get that energy out of you. I'm the same way. I have to like stimulate myself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So let's get into body image. So obviously like I already told the people like, I picked you for this conversation because you're so open about your own insecurities, the ways that you've struggled with your body. Can you give everyone kind of like a background? So like, how did you grow up? What was your self perception like growing up as a kid? How has it evolved over time? What have been some challenges that you've faced with your own body image throughout your life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So growing up, I was always tall, thin, blonde, blue eyes, kind of like the this beauty standard I kind of fit that growing up and my value was quickly placed upon that since I was a child so we grew up in the era of the almond moms so the (laughs) ones that you know would eat an almond a day and be like I'm full and then um, like the Weight Watchers the all of those crazy diets yeah so my mom and her friends would tell me like oh my gosh I wish I had your body like they would envy my child body so and you
0: were how old at the time
1: I mean young probably it probably started when I was I'd say eight or nine from when I can remember yeah and I don't they didn't do that intentionally it was just the culture at the time 100% but my value was placed on that I was like oh I hold value like all of these adults are telling me like oh my gosh, you're so awesome for your body. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, cool. So that was what I thought made me worthy in a lot of ways.
0: And as a kid, you're going to absorb that. Yeah. 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 100%.
1: Because you're looking for ways to be wanted. When you're a kid, you want to be recognized for things. And that was one of the things that I was like recognized for was my all-thin yeah yeah so there was that growing up and I kind of I kept that same body throughout high school and early college and then in college I kind of hit the I call it the second puberty my hips started filling out Mm -hmm. and um gained a little bit of weight like I did the freshman 15 Mm -hmm. um I actually probably went to like freshman like 25 30 pounds (laughs) and I was like oh I'm like starting to get a butt I was excited but then I was like oh I'm getting a belly too my my stomach's not flat anymore
0: Mm. so I kind of started
1: freaking out because I was like oh my gosh that's part of me is having a
0: flat stomach Mm. and and at the time too I mean what's culture shoving down our throats it's the Kim Kardashian era right right you gotta have big boobs big butt but a tiny waist so you're probably like oh shit I'm not fitting into the standard anymore yeah yeah and
1: so in one part I was happy with like my hips I was like oh like I'm getting some curves but then I was like holy crap I have to do something about my stomach I'm doing something wrong
0: uh, that's it, so like, relatable by the way yeah like I'm sitting here listening to what you say and like your thought process I think anybody listening and also in my own experience like so common and so relatable
1: yeah yeah there was that so I got a personal trainer I was going really hard he didn't have me eating as many calories as I should have been mm-hmm. I was doing hit workouts like once or twice a day and I was at a point where i was eating like 1500 calories which is not Oh my healthy. god. And i got down to what i wanted to look like at the time my stomach got flat i you know all the things i was very fit but it sucked. i saw food as numbers i i just wasn't having fun with that i was like this is freaking miserable. Yeah. So and what
0: was your mentality then? Like how did you feel about yourself at the time?
1: I felt good, like when i would look in the mirror I mean, I was happy with how my stomach looked, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. Like, I it, I wasn't fulfilled when yeah. I looked in the mirror. So I was like, oh, shit, I have this flat stomach. And, like, that doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Um. So I was kind of miserable. And this was around – so this was late 2019 when I had the trainer. So then COVID came around. I was like, screw it. This is not fun at all. Yeah. Um. So I've steadily kind of been gaining weight since then. And just part I mean, I'm in my mid 20s. So I feel like, that's definitely natural to be gaining weight. So this is the heaviest I've been. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that now. But yeah, as I was growing up and like gaining that weight, I felt like I was losing my value. Yeah. So it's been a it's I've had to do a lot of reworking mm-hmm. in my brain to understand that that's not that it didn't make me lose my value. Yeah. But it takes a lot of work to get that
0: Dude, to get to that point. A hundred percent. And and I can relate to that a lot because similarly to you, I was pretty fit growing up. And when you have people speaking over you all the time that you look so great or that they're jealous about this part of your body, it really does subconsciously build this belief within you that Oh, wow, like I'm desirable, I'm worthy, like I matter because I look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so then when you stop looking that certain way, and people even do this with like non physical attributes, right? It's like if you can accomplish, if you can achieve, like whatever it is, you start assigning your value to your ability to be that certain thing because people are pouring those words over you all the time. So even though it's coming from a good place and those people are just, complimenting you okay. it's really easy for you to build your identity on those things yeah for
1: yeah. sure and that went back to a podcast that you recently did about yeah. um like not connecting or
0: Detect- yeah. attaching your worth yes. to things that can be taken from you yes yeah and that's
1: exactly what happened yeah and it was the body that I had as a child a prepubescent child yeah I thought that that's what made me valuable yeah and it's not because
0: that's not how it is that's not how right and one day we're all going to be old and wrinkly right Right. like we have we're in the we're in our mid-20s both of us Mm -hmm. and we're in I guess like what some people would call like the peak of our beauty or that's at least what society tells us right and it's not going to be long before we either pop babies out and maybe our bodies change Mm -hmm. or we start aging you know and then it's just like if you are holding on to what you look like externally and that's making, that is the reason or like the sole reason why you feel good about yourself. That's going to come crumbling down at some point. You know, that's not forever. It's not sustainable. No, at all. no, it's not. So you've now gotten to this place where I, I can see it. Everyone around you in your life can see it. It's your energy. It's the way you carry yourself. Like, it's not that how you look is everything. And it's, we talked about this earlier. Like, it's mm-hmm. not this toxically positive, like, I love my body, and I'm going to shove it down your throat. And it's so great. And like, this is what gives me worth. But you've actually arrived at a place where you've been able to accept your body and love your body for what it is. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like how you got to that mental headspace? What changed for you?
1: Yeah, so I have when I was brainstorming kind of what I wanted to talk about, I kind of came down to these three things that really, really helped me get to the mindset that I'm in. And um, to where I really accepted my body and not put a lot of value on my external appearance. Yeah. So the first one is striving for body neutrality rather than body positivity. It's mm-hmm. a great first step for anyone because like Emily said, people tell you they're like, love your body, love your body. And it's hard to love something that you aren't happy with.
0: Yep.
1: And I think that's just a really toxic mindset uh, but just to back up, so the definition of body positivity versus body neutrality, just in case any, like no one has heard of body neutrality. Um, so, Barbara Dean, she's a physician's assistant, and she, I found this online, and she said body positivity refers to acceptance and love of a person's own body, no matter what. It leads to a body positive image through unconditional self love. The body neutrality movement does not feature constant positivity, but but an acceptance of the body as it is. Mm. So it's not like oh you have to like love everything. Right now I have breakouts on my cheek. I don't love those pimples, no. but they're there and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's so that's kind of the neutrality part is like that's just a part of my body and like right. it's okay. Your it's world's not, not crumbling yeah.
0: because you have pimples on your face. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and it's just it doesn't hold as much weight as it once did Mm -hmm. because it was always so hard to me because it was shoved down my throat like oh love your acne love your this love your that i'm like i don't
0: yeah love it we don't love these things yeah yeah
1: and that's okay and that's okay you don't have to that's the part with body neutrality is very powerful it's like you don't have to love it because everyone you know has things they don't like about themselves Mm -hmm. but don't let it consume you yeah your motto is
0: it's not that deep it's not that deep it's not that deep baby (laughs) yes And that's so good. And that's, I think, for everything when it comes to the attachment conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like you achieving things, you looking a certain way, it's really not that deep. Like the only person that's putting pressure on you to be anything is yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we
1: talked about this earlier. When you go to dinner with your friends, and you walk in the room, no one is looking at your body. You if you look at your friends, you're not thinking about your friend's bodies. You're not like, no. oh my gosh, she has a pimple on her face. Oh my gosh, her jeans are a little tight. You're not thinking about that. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to spend time with my friends. Right. I'm so excited for the conversations we're going to have. I love to hear about her day. Yeah, You're not going to sit there. So no one's thinking that about you. No, because you're not thinking that about anyone. And if you are thinking that about someone. That's an issue with yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. That says way more about you than someone else, right? If you're sitting there looking at someone and picking them apart, what does that say about who you are? Right. It says nothing about them. Yeah. And I love what you just said because it's so true. Like, I really think people pay attention to energy Mm -hmm. and your aura and how you make them feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's never about physical appearance, and if it is, I guarantee you, people are looking for the beautiful things to compliment you about, right? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Like you complimented my nose earlier.
0: You have the cutest nose ever.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So just like little things, so people notice things, but it's usually on the good side. Like, yeah, like Emily, your eyes look so pretty right now because the sun is shining on them. Thanks, babe. And that's what people notice. They're not like. They're not picking you apart like they think you are. Right. You don't matter as much as you think you do.
0: A hundred percent. And that's a very comforting thing. A hundred percent. And like, even think about like when you like somebody, like when you have a crush, like I've gotten caught up with like a, a boy I have a crush on in the past. Like I'll just be staring at him mm-hmm. and he's he's glowing. And I'm just like, wow, I am so stunned by this man's beauty and, yeah. and captivated. And it's just like, when you have love for other people, when you have, when you're at a good place in your heart mm-hmm. with other human beings and how you see yourself like you're looking for the beauty in other people
1: yeah Yeah. for sure and that's a beautiful thing it is yeah and kind of the other thing under the striving for neutrality and that it's not that deep my favorite thing to do is think like you're on google maps on google earth zoom out zoom out all the way Mm -hmm. and look at how we are a spinning rock in the middle of space It doesn't matter it's not that deep we are literally spinning on a ball in space we're here for a tiny 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 sliver amount of time and you're gonna waste your time like hating yourself yeah because you have a little extra fat somewhere like that's so like when you zoom out it seems so silly it's so real not invalidating anyone when you zoom out, it just feels kind of silly. You're like, it's
0: not that deep. Right. Why would you stay home and miss out on a dinner with your friends because you're feeling a little off, like you're feeling a little gross about your body, you know? Right. You said something earlier. You kind of said something along the lines of like, sometimes I feel bad about my stomach. And then I think, would I trade all of the meals that I shared with people? Would I trade all of the laughs that I had, all of the memories made over the time that we spent connecting over a meal together? Would I trade that to have a flat stomach?
1: Right. And I would not. No. No. Not at all. No. And that's kind of, that kind of goes into my second thing that helps me with body positivity, body neutrality, having a more positive image around myself and loving what my body does. So I love my stomach because I know that the little bit that's on it comes from. You know, the laughs that I go out and get drinks with my friends. Those are some of my favorite memories. And I don't want a flat stomach Mm. to not have that because that's not fulfilling. No, Like I said, looking in the mirror, it wasn't fulfilling because I wasn't having fun. Right, And understanding just what my body does is something amazing. So if I look at my arms, I'm like, oh my gosh, my arms are like flabby. But you know what? I give the best freaking hugs. Yeah. So that's what my arms do. I hug the people I love because our bodies aren't just how they look. They do so many other things. Mm. And my, like your hips, you can birth, if you're a woman, you can birth a freaking child out of your <laughs> hips.
0: That's crazy. It's nuts. That's- Women's bodies are insane.
1: I know. And we're picking it apart because our hips got a little wider. That's because you have the capability to push a human out of you. That's crazy. Right. So just thinking of it from, it's not an aesthetic it doesn't ha- your body doesn't have to be an aesthetic thing, and it shouldn't be. It's the vessel for your beautiful soul, your beautiful mm. personality, and it's for something. It's a tool it for is. your personality. To, like, it's a tool for you to do things. It's not a cute little thing you set up on a shelf.
0: Yes. Dude, that is so good. You worded that so well. And I feel like if we can really get in the mindset of like we are souls, we are not bodies, mm-hmm. that really really changes how we perceive ourselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, you're so much more. Thank so much more than that. And if we spent, I think the amount of time focusing on making our internal world as beautiful as we focus on making our external world beautiful, like how much more actually beautiful would we be as human beings because At that point, then we know ourselves, we know our hearts, we know our souls, and we can then focus on being better humans rather than having a prettier body or having a prettier face. Right. And that's so much
1: more valuable than having a bunch of model esque people walking (laughs) around. Like having good people walking around with beautiful souls is always going to be so much more valuable than having the model picture perfect body.
0: You're so wise. Like every time we have a conversation, I feel like my mind explodes because. For one, we both share a lot of the same values when it comes to how we see ourselves and how we see the world. But like you just have a way of articulating it that I feel like so many people listening, it's gonna hit them right between the eyes because these kind of things are not talked about enough in our world, I don't think. I think there's so much pressure these days on like we were talking about earlier spending all this money, spending all this time and energy on making yourself look and appear a certain way, mm-hmm. even through means of deception sometimes. Yeah. And it's like none of us sit and have these kind of conversations that are just so freaking real.
1: Yeah. It's so important. And I'm so grateful for our friendship and that you give me the space to do so. Yeah. Because I've definitely had so many healing conversations with you. Yeah. Me and too. I always come away feeling so comforted and refreshed yeah. and yeah, you have you just have such a way with your words as well, which is why you have podcasts. <laughs> because you're so good at it. This is yeah. literally, guys, this is what Emily is the best at. Is mm. if you should listen to anyone about life, it's Emily. She's What's so nice. I, I swear you. she's lived a hundred life.
0: I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Thanks. I'm gonna try not to cry. <laughs> Did you have a third point? I feel like I skipped over your third lesson that you've learned. Yeah, so the third
1: point. The third thing that kind of helps me is not conforming to body standards out of spite. Almost, oh,
0: pop-off queen. Because... Pop-off queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's understanding that the media and every company is capitalizing off of women and their insecurities. Mm. So I'm like, fuck that. Right, right. I don't want, that. I'm like, I'm not going to give you that satisfaction uh-uh. and everything, every body standard is to make money Uh uh-huh it's not what people actually see is it's it doesn't mean that that is more beautiful than something else it means that's what can make the media and companies money at that time yep so they're gonna sell you diets they're gonna sell you like the weight watchers they're gonna sell you all of these different supplements and when it when it's the trend to be thin but then when it's time to like oh no the trend is to be thick It's to be curvy. Yep. You're gonna get butt implants. You're gonna get boob drops. Mm -hmm. You're. It's. They want you to be thick, and it's just to make money. It's just to make all it is. So I'm like, you know what? Screw that. Because I am not gonna give them the satisfaction of that working. Because I see right through it. And when you understand that, you see right through the trends, and you see right through, like it just doesn't hold value. They don't care about you. They don't care about what your body looks like they just want money no and that's all it is
0: and you said that so well and that is why the beauty standard constantly is evolving because Mm -hmm. the longer that we continue to change the narrative for what women want the longer they continue to chase that which means they spend more money they spend more time more energy thinking that they're lacking in some way and we continue to take their dollars that's literally what it is yes 100 percent. so going off of that point i mean we talked about it earlier but Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on plastic surgery and boob jobs, butt lifts, BBLs, like lip injections? Like, what is the line there? Because I do think, and we both feel this way, that Mm -hmm. if there's something that you want to do for yourself, because it genuinely makes you feel beautiful. Like, for example, I like to wear makeup when I'm Mm -hmm. trying to look good. I, I like to elevate my appearance with makeup. I think that I'm beautiful without it. But sometimes I just want like that extra bad bitch energy, you know? So like, what's your thought? What's your thoughts with that? Like, where's the line with those kind of things?
1: Yeah. So I am very pro do whatever you want with your body, but do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And trying to shift your mindset of not doing it out of insecurity, but doing it more of like, I want this for me, like a little self-care thing, not because someone like I have lip filler and I... I feel like this I got it a couple years ago so I feel like it came from a place of insecurity when I first got it yeah but now I've evolved my mindset has evolved that if I stopped getting filler and I went back to my regular lips I would be okay with it you would yeah But like and like I would still be happy with myself so I don't like hold value in my lip filler but I like to have it I like to have some juicy lips I feel like it you know, makes my lipstick like I put a little bit more lipstick on. You can see it a little more. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel good about myself. Okay. And it's not a super noticeable thing. I don't think. Um it's Something for you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something that I see and that I want. Yeah. So I think that's very important. If you want to get a boob job, go get a freaking boob job. But do it because you want to. Mm. Not because you your shitty boyfriend told you you have small tits. Ugh. Don't do that. Don't do it because... Say
0: that louder for the people in the back. Literally. Say that for my first boyfriend who said that to me.
1: Are you kidding? No,
0: I wish I was. Ew. That, those kind of comments happen all the freaking time though. Oh, like women yeah. being shamed by men or sometimes even other women for mm-hmm. how their body looks. Yeah. And that's where these insecurities start is because yeah. people feel entitled to make comments about other people's bodies.
1: Yep. And people do that to... Then women as well uh-huh. when I was in high school my she was my best friend at the time not anymore but she would always tell me that I had the body of an eight-year-old boy oh my god and she would say oh your chest is so flat your butt is so flat and I was like is something wrong with me and now that I realized I was like no she was just projecting her insecurities yeah but, yeah, but we're so, so, so impressionable
0: as kids though
1: yeah yeah so don't get plastic surgery or get body modifications because of someone else do it because you want to and I think it's
0: fine. 100%. But do it from a good place. Yeah. Same thing with anything that you do in the name of beauty or in the name of fashion. If I want to go get highlights in my hair because I like how it looks, I'm going to go do that. I'm not going to go do that because someone told me my brown hair is ugly. You know what I mean? Like it's about you. And I think that beauty is expression as well, which is something we didn't really talk about. But Mm -hmm. even people who are really into makeup, a lot of that is expression. A lot of it is making a statement, a Mm -hmm. way that they like to be creative and do art like literally on their face like it's expression and I think Mm -hmm. like developing a personal style developing your own beauty standard and what makes you feel beautiful Mm -hmm. and unique and cool freaking go for it but do not do it because you're motivated to prove something or to be something that someone has made you feel pressured to be
1: period (laughs) period period (laughs) (laughs) yeah no as long yeah exactly what you said coming from a good place and from a place that of creativity, of self-expression is a beautiful place to do whatever you want with your body. Because like we said, it's your vessel. It's how you show people the things you like. I'm wearing a necklace. This is all too well right now because I love Taylor Swift.
0: Shout out to Swizzle.
1: Shout out to Swift. I love her. (laughs) And yeah, so just you can use your body as an art piece. Mm -hmm. You are art. we are
0: we are art
1: that's what's really
0: cool that's how tattoos are too that's how I see them is and actually can you tell the people what your dad told you about tattoos because that stuck with me I've always loved how he sees them oh
1: my gosh I was literally about to bring that up for you and that's so funny that you remember that my dad is so profound in some ways and like the things he says are I'm like that
0: freaking stick it's stuck with me I still remember it to this day
1: yeah so My dad has a bunch of tattoos and a bunch of random tattoos. Like, none of them have any meaning behind them, really. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of random stuff. So I asked him one day, I was like, why did you get all these tattoos? Like, do they mean anything? And he was like, no, they don't mean anything. And they don't really have to. But when I think of these tattoos, I think of the time in my life when I got them. And this is what I liked at the time. So it's just kind of a, it shows the journey of who I was. Mm -hmm. And it just really brings me back to you know, the huge back piece he got, I think he was in his late 20s, early 30s. He was like, "Yeah, that was a, you know, that was a wild time in my life. And that's what that reminds me of. So it's just kind of a storybook mm. of your life. And that's how I view tattoos now, too.
0: I love and it. I think that's beautiful. It's symbolism, really. Yeah. And again, it comes down to expression and like, literally not like about how society for a really long time has perceived tattoos, right? Like there's been mm-hmm. a very negative connotation for most of our world. And I think that's shifting in modern day, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. But it's almost again, a way to rebel and be like, fuck you, society for yes. telling me what I should and shouldn't do with my body. This is how I choose to express and to remember and to make memories in my life. And I just thought that was profound as shit when you told me he said yes. that.
1: I love that love him too and another thing we didn't talk about earlier um was like wrinkles and stuff and ariana grande she came out and she like did an interview or something and she said she stopped getting
0: i saw that i saw that and i think
1: that is so important for her to come out and say that so you can get that if you want to but i love um what are those called crow's feet Mm -hmm. like the lines like on the edge of your eyes i think those are so freaking cute because it shows how much you smile right in your life yeah we've been told that those are bad Mm -hmm. and wrinkles are bad but i think like tattoos it tells your story does it shows like those are just reminders of how much i'm laughing and smiling and like Having a beautiful life. And yeah. I just think that's so cool.
0: It is. And it's the same with like stretch marks after mm-hmm. you give birth to children. You know, like so many women, I know that is a huge insecurity after giving birth is stretch marks and not wanting to wear a bikini after that, you know? Yeah. But like that is a reminder of the traumatic birth that you literally went through for yeah. your child. And like what a beautiful thing to have with you and carry with you.
1: Right. Right. And would you trade your kid for not having stretch marks?
0: probably not. No. And it's it's very difficult, I'm sure to get in that mindset. And I'm sure that's like a rich coming from us who like we've never given birth, right. And we're literally in our 20s. And we don't have wrinkles yet. And the struggle, I'm sure is very real, especially because I know how I compare myself to like my high school body. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know, people who are older compare themselves to when they were younger, and it's not to invalidate anyone's feelings. And it's okay to have those moments of insecurity. But it comes back to like this logical reasoning that Leanne and I are talking about where it's like, okay, but like, yeah, you might feel that way. But like, logically think about what that stands for. Like, Mm -hmm. look at it from a different lens.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And think of it from like, what caused that? Right. And it's a beautiful thing.
0: Going back to the Ariana Grande point. I know like earlier, you were talking about other influencers who have made an effort to be more real about Mm -hmm. the shit that they're posting, like being transparent about the Botox that they've gotten, the filler that they've gotten, the hair extensions that they have in Mm -hmm. their hair. What are your thoughts on people in the media or people in positions of influence and power being honest about beauty?
1: Yeah, I think it is so important because growing up, we grew up with, you know, the magazines and we didn't really have, we were kind of in the the growth of technology so when we were young we only had the magazines the movies no one talked about how they got their hair so shiny how they got their hair so long yeah we just thought that's how they were and we thought they were lucky yeah and I think it's so important so 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 important for people who are in positions of power and have a lot of influence over people to be especially for their looks need to be very transparent yeah about what they have done to their bodies yeah because it's it's so it's hard when you're a kid you don't understand that right but there's one makeup influencer that I remember a few years ago she made a an Instagram post and her name's Gina Shkeda I love her she's my girlfriend I, <laughs> I love her so much girl crush <laughs> and she posted a picture it was like in the morning she was fresh out of bed no makeup and she posted the selfie on Instagram she looked perfect and someone commented oh my gosh i wish i looked like you she said i don't even look like me she replied to the comment said i don't even look like me i have lip filler i have under eye filler i have lash extensions i have there was something else that she said she had but basically saying like i this isn't my natural mm. i don't look like this yeah. i paid a lot to look like this right and that it there was like a bunch of articles about it people were like oh my gosh this is so amazing that she said that because that gives you a comfort it's like oh People don't naturally look like that. Right.
0: It's setting a yeah. realistic standard yes. instead of promoting natural beauty and being like, this is what natural beauty looks like. It's like, actually, this isn't natural. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's totally
1: fine that she wants to do that. Yeah. But I think it's so beautiful that she was like, you're not supposed to look like this when you roll out of bed. Mm-hmm. This is what I pay. I pay money for it because I like to look like this when I roll out of bed. Yeah. But don't expect that.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And
1: same with a very specific thing I remember thinking growing up like I always had long hair and my hair was so thin I was like why isn't my hair so much fuller like these people they have these like such long hair these celebrities and I didn't realize the hair extensions were a thing mm-hmm. and I just thought these people got lucky and were able to grow their hair fast and have really thick hair and then growing up I found out I'm like oh people are paying money to have
0: extensions yeah
1: that makes sense so I don't feel as bad about myself because it doesn't feel like something's wrong with me right when it kind of felt I'm like why didn't I get that
0: yeah, 100%. like they didn't
1: get that thanks god right <laughs> you left me out when you were making me right yeah <laughs> and I was like well that's not fair <laughs> and it's it's not that it's not fair it's just they have the resources to do that and that's 100%. how it is and it's comforting to know it's like oh they weren't born like that right so you
0: said this earlier too. Celebrities have like personal chefs and people who grocery shop for them and yeah. give them strict workout plans, and and literally like they are able to pay for the way that they look. Yes, yeah.
1: Don't compare yourself to someone who is able to outsource so many things in their life that you can't.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: might not have the time to meal prep this super duper healthy meal because you have to clean your house, you have to take care of your kids, you have to. Go to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that celebrities don't go to work, but but they can come home from a long day at work, and their personal chef has their healthy dinner ready for them. They don't have to just throw a pizza in the oven because that's all they have energy for. They get to sit down and have like a nice meal put in.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: realizing that, oh, I can't put myself to that standard because I don't have that. Yeah, like I don't have someone cooking for me, Mm -hmm. and that's a thing that I was like, oh, I shouldn't look like that. Because I don't have those
0: things. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But just realizing like I'm not doing something wrong. It's just they have more resources. Yeah. Which is great for them. But don't compare yourself like that. A
0: hundred percent. And I think it's very natural as humans for us to compare. That's the whole reason why beauty standards are even a thing. Because Mm -hmm. it's human nature for us to want to be the best. And want to feel like we would be picked out of a crowd. Right? Like we want to feel like we're special. We want to feel like we matter. We want to feel like we're beautiful. It's part of our nature. Mm -hmm. But you have to make sure that you're doing that in a logical way. Like it can be very irrational. Some of the comparisons that we're making and so unnecessary as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you have any other thoughts on body image and beauty standards that we didn't cover in this? I feel like we've talked about a lot, but what am I missing anything? I feel like we covered
1: pretty much everything. Um, Just the last thing that I kind of want to leave you guys with, with the body positivity is remember that your body is just a vessel. You are so many things. You are funny, you're kind, you're intelligent, you're talented, you are a lot of things and your body is the least interesting thing about you. And I would say that again, your body is the least interesting thing about you. You You are so much more and you should not hold your value in it because preach, babe. it's not that deep preach. It's not
0: that deep. It's really not. It's not that deep. You are literally amazing. And like hearing you sit here and preach like that, that is the message that every single woman, every single man, every single human being in our world that is so obsessed with beauty and is so prone to thinking that they're lacking in some way needs to hear, mm-hmm. especially in 2023, when the Kardashians and Zach Efron and Channing Tatum are the standard yes so I can't thank you enough for sitting down and having this conversation with me thank you for your vulnerability today and every day like who you are is just someone who owns her shit who is so honest about how you feel how you think how you see the world and it makes me and everyone else around you better and I hope you know that
1: Thank you. You're gassing me up, and I'm going to cry. I mean every word. But thank you so much. I love you so, so much. I and love you. And I am very grateful for all the vulnerability that you've shown on your podcast so far. You're doing so much for the world Thanks already babe. because you are doing this weekly and showing kind of uncovering all of the, the things that no one talks about, and that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, all you're the- such a beautiful
0: person. Oh, stop. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. There's so much BS in our world today, you know, and someone has to we all have to, I think it's our all of our calls to really assess for ourselves if what's being taught to us and what's being shoved down our throats is actually truth. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it isn't. So conversations like these, whether it's on a podcast, or in our own homes, or with our friends, or even with strangers on the street, these are the kind of conversations that change the world and change the narrative. So Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Wrestling With Life. My name is M Lead and you just listened to my friend Leanne pop off like the bad bitch queen she is. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow me at Wrestling With Life Pod. You can leave a review, share this episode with a friend if it resonated with you. Let's get out there, grab life by the freaking balls, RKO the shit out of life and keep wrestling with life. Bye guys. (laughs)